Calling all benders and non-benders alike. Jump into the epic world of Avatar with your favorite podcast, Avatar, Braving the Elements. Hosted by me, Janet Varney. And me, Dante Bosco. Each week we'll recap and discuss a new episode. So come join us and our amazing guests from creators to cast to superfans to chat about all things Avatarverse. It's Fire Nation time. Book of Fire. Let's go. Listen to Avatar Braving the Elements wherever you get your podcasts. The Last Kids on Earth and their superhero alter egos are back in the latest installment of the graphic novel spinoff series, The Last Comics on Earth, Too Many Villains. Jack, June, Quint, and Dirk face their biggest challenge yet, creating the sequel to their hit graphic novel in a mad dash, puzzle-filled race across Apocalyptia to stop the biggest evil plan in history. Hey, you know what the creators of Last Comics on Earth's evil plan is? Make me and my kids love these books. Seriously, my younger kid is a huge fan of both the Last Kid series and the Last Comic series. It's true. And now I'm hooked too. The whole team has created a delightful cast of characters with some fantastic kid-friendly art throughout that will appeal to readers of all ages. Buy your copy of The Last Comics on Earth in stores today. You can also visit lastkidsonearth.com to learn more. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for coming out to Comic Book Club Live. Please give it up for your hosts, Alex, Justin, and Pete. What is up, everybody? Welcome to Comic Book Club. I'm Alex. I'm Justin. I am Pete. And that's our man of the booth, Booth Bad Prime. Booth Bad Prime. Very excited to be here. Excited yeah. to be here. Hey. Happy motherfucking birthday, oh, buddy. That's thank right. you. Yeah. It's your you. actual thank you birthday much. today. Congrats. Anything you want to say about that? We sort of covered it last week. Yeah. No, yeah. but there was sort of a to I be continued aspect to it. Yeah, yeah. yeah I wasn't here. So. Oh, you weren't here. Yes. Yeah, so oh, I that's great. Say, so what do you got for me, Pete? Uh, I just wanted to say everybody in the audience brought something for me oh, last week. It must be nice. So what do you have for me? Uh, I can tell that you're like rocking all the new stuff that you got. That, wow! Uh, yeah, Shot must have really meant bow. something to you. Uh, excuse me. Whoa! What is happening? Hey! Nice. Got that last what? week. Also, hey, it's an audio podcast. So, whoa! Stop! Oh my God! He just took off his mouth. What is happening? For those this listening keep at going home, you start oh, this is a nightmare, everybody. Come on. This is a nightmare. For, for those of you at home, Alex um, was, I guess, moving his waist in a tight circle. <laughs> yeah. okay. um, okay. He revealed Somebody, his T-shirt. Say we have a knife that can just poke my eyeballs out of my head. I got a little something that can poke oh. the eyeballs out of your head. My God. Wow. That was... The way you took now off that's... your belt and threw it to the ground is <laughs> a practice so motion. <laughs> yes, like your dance. Oh my god, your dance is appropriate uh, for your I'll age. Just your poor leave this wife. delicately on our guest's chair oh over my here. God. No, I'm not going to oh, do that. The that's most weird. sexual move is removing the belts. <laughs> oh, yes. All right. Uh, so well, you're not going to put that back on. You're going to hide it. You're going to hide <laughs> your just shame. just all the business of putting it back on. Yeah, that's disgusting. We play, uh, for those of you who are new to the show, it seems like we have some new people in the audience. Uh, we do a strip show. So yes. every we time have. somebody makes a mistake, you have to take off a piece of clothing. When you yeah. say mistake, what, what do you mean? Uh, uh, you're going to find out. Yeah. Oh, God. Why am I asking? Yeah. Uh, Put your belt back on, for Christ's what, sake. You're what's comfortable the, what's that your he's problem? Not wearing My a belt? pants are fine. Uh, yeah, yeah. 
Uh, so <laughs> the sh- I didn't get I the reference of the you shirt. This out yourself. Yeah, that's true. What yeah. was that shirt? Uh, a reference to Labyrinth. Yes. Okay. Great. Cool. <laughs> this uh, is our, the next section of our show, which is bringing Pete up to speed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're there. Very close. I wore a Cyclops t-shirt last week. Oh, I'm glad I missed you were here. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Oh, hey. oh, I feel like this is a mistake. Pete's facing the wrong way. But I don't know. No. Why? Why is this a Stop taking your back, belts off. Back to the belt place. Oh, oh my God. Well, two belts <laughs> off, one belt what on. What the fuck is happening? Pete when has will never the been third more... belt end up behind the belt chair? <laughs> yeah. Wait Stop. and see, audience. <laughs> I'm Wait not taking my belt off. Stop pointing at me in my belt area. Is, but I'm doing my hands like this. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. What the fuck? <laughs> um, get gotta, away from me. Oh, man, I've never seen you so <laughs> uh, Here's the thing I'd say is that uh, not to, you know, give our belts and pads too much credit. Our pants are staying up pretty I well. Great. <laughs> I guarantee you the second Pete takes off his belt, his pants are going to go. Hey, Whoop. audience member just oh, took off his yeah. belt. Yeah. Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> All right, that's uh, We've opened you. the door. <laughs> <laughs> I will say it's weird that the belts are going to a very specific place on the stage as well. <laughs> What is happening? Salvin, your birthday is exactly like you... This is, uh, for those of you on my Patreon Slack... Weirdly perverted. For those of you on my Patreon Slack, this was my third wish. Yeah. <laughs> and we did there it. There you go. Yeah. And this was back. definitely one of those monkey paw wishes. <laughs> definitely, <laughs> it's definitely going to come back to haunt us. Uh, What's not going to come back to haunt us, because he's here for the first time as our amazing guest. He is an artist. He is a creator of a couple of amazing comic books, including the upcoming Mariner and Fever Dreams. Ladies and gentlemen, Jonathan Marks Paravecchio! Yeah. Yeah. Welcome come to the show, out. sir! Hey. hey, welcome. Have a seat. Have a microphone. Oh, great. It's yeah. great to have you. <laughs> Please cool. come, sit down, have a beer, hang out. Thank Please. you, guys. Hang out, take off your belt. Uh, no, listen, <laughs> you don't keep her backstage. Right. I can only imagine the sexiest strip tease. It was. It's very it was, weird. You yeah, can see how thank hard you. everybody it, is sweating. It, thank yeah. you for sweating saying right it was now. very it's, weird. It was sexual and also sensual. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> it seemed gentle. Yeah. It seemed very sweet. It was. It was. Uh, it was. Um, we're going to be taking them out for dinner later. Well, I would hope so. Yes. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about your comic books. Uh, so Fever Dreams is already out. It is. Fever Dreams came out. Earlier in the year, we did our first printing, and this is now the second printing Ooh, that's available congrats. now. Is an anthology that was written by myself and a friend of mine, and then illustrated by me. Uh, so cool! Oh, all by oh me. that's yeah. why you're on the show. So that's there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So all the art is me. The story is by a couple, me and, and another guy. Um, yeah, drop something. But we we did uh, self publish that one, and then we're building to work together again for what Alex just mentioned, uh, Mariner, which is a bigger, a bigger project that, that we're going to have next year, hopefully out. Very well, cool. Before we get into that, though, I want to talk about your style, which is very unique. Um, it you. almost seems like... <laughs> it it's, is a, meant to be a compliment. Okay. Well, no, it really it's hard is. to read like, him sometimes. Uh, while, I, while I was flipping this through this book, weird. it's very unique. <laughs> you seem like you're going to go far. Uh, this... Uh, flipping through this book and looking through some of the upcoming pages of Mariner as well, I couldn't tell whether you were using watercolors, whether you're using pencils, whether you're using a combination. What what are you working in? Yeah, both watercolor, ink, oil, charcoal, 
uh, in, in Fever Dreams the and Mariner both. I'm doing all the pages are much bigger than 11 by 17, which is what comic book illustrators normally do. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're full paintings, a lot of them, oil and ink. Ooh. Oh, uh, wow. Uh, mixed media stuff. Where do and you then do you, do you use the shrink ray to then shrink Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, exactly. Well, yeah. That's the way it's, it works. It's something I shouldn't really talk about it. Comic book illustrators all have uh, a shrink ray. It's a great <laughs> secret. That's a great secret in the society yeah. of illustrators. Uh, well, so obviously you are creating a, a little bit of a difficulty in terms of translating into the comic book page. Yeah. What made you settle on this technique for comics or is that just how you work? It's, it's become just how I work. I was... Uh, I, so I, I worked for Marvel for a little while, and I was doing the Dark Tower stuff, and it was super fun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, thank you. Very, um, cool. the, uh, Very unique. When, well, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know if anybody liked it. But. No, 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 no it's really great. Yeah. The art was really amazing. Well, Very cool. Thanks. Yeah. It, it was, it, like, my art fit that story. So when that yeah. story ended, we, uh, the, the editorial team was very honest with me, and they were like, we're having kind of a hard time getting you on books. Um, and had some suggestions artistically, you know, if you did this different or this different. And it, and again, like, I cannot stress enough respectfully and, and generously, and I said, you know what, I'm not, I'm not going to do that. I'm not comfortable changing my style. Right. I've, I've found on The Dark Tower specifically something that was artistically honest to me. And it matched so well and, and, with And it story. matched the book, and it matched, you know, some, the, the, the books that I wanted to make. You know, I nice. love... The you know X Men and Batman and all the comic book comic books, but artistically the influences are more uh, Sienkiewicz and Dave McKean and yeah I was gonna say Ken Dave Williams McKean really comes uh, Jay Lee a little bit you could even Jay say. Lee yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, you know illustrators and painters and fine artists as well as as comic book artists. Um, Given that you're working in a bunch of different media, what do you start with? Is there something where you lay down the charcoals and then move on to the watercolors? Do you have it all laid out in front of you at the same time? It's kind of I kind of figure it out as I go. Okay, honestly, oh, wow. yeah, like I do. I thumbnail it out just in pencil, so okay. I know where things are going to go, um, and I have an idea for specific pages. You know what I want to use: ink, oil, watercolor, whatever. But then as I'm building the page, it's it's a fairly organic process just like this feels right this feels wrong a lot of tears a lot of mistakes like I, I redo stuff all the time mm-hmm. but yeah i don't i find if i'm planning it out too much or drawing it even too much a lot of artists will work from thumbnails and then kind of clean lines and then like a traditional uh, pencils to inks to to colors and i i get so stiff when i do that so i try not to do that and mm. and just sort of let let, let whatever happens happen. Yeah, and you're completely nude when this is happening. <laughs> completely nude. <laughs> nice, nice little jazz in the background. Yeah, classy guy. Yeah, thank classy you. I think guy. so. Very yeah. nice. Yeah. Uh, well, Neighbors hate me. Let's talk about Matter, Mariner, which is coming out because it feels like whatever you're working on in Fever Dreams, you push it even harder yeah. for Mariner. Uh, what was different about the process here? Well, with Fever Dreams, to be honest, was the first time Michael, who's a good friend of mine, the other writer, uh, were working together, and we were like, I don't know if anyone's gonna like this you know <laughs> the stories are a little weird the art's a little bit different but there was a, a really positive response and so then we decided that mariner which is another story we've been talking about i was like let's just go for it and and double down like you said yeah so mariner's gonna be uh i think it's ended up being about 90 pages uh, fully painted wow. it's gonna be printed as a hard or, or as an oversized book um 
French fold cover, which is very nice. Ooh, Ooh the like French fold. Oh, oh, very That's cool. For those of you who don't know, that's en croissant. Yes, <laughs> indeed. Thank you for the translation. Yeah. No problem. Uh, what is the idea of Mariner? What's the pitch for it if you can boil it down? Yeah, no, yeah it's, uh, uh, I don't know how well everyone remembers like high school English class, the Rhyme oh, of the God, Ancient no. Mariner. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Take me back. So, so the Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner is an old uh, Samuel Taylor Coleridge poem. And the, the very, very short version is uh, an old man goes to a wedding, stops a young man, says, hey, man, you need to hear this crazy story from when I was young. Tells him a story about when he was a sailor. He shoots an albatross, and these, a bunch of stuff happens. But thematically, what Coleridge was, was exploring were uh, the ideas of regret, of rash, rash decision-making, uh, like consequences of our actions. Right. So what we're doing is that. We're taking the Mariner character in a more contemporary setting. He's talking with people across history, and we're exploring how they've dealt with regret, uh, uh, consequences, not feeling consequences, especially in sort of today's uh, uh, political, social Con- consequence landscape. Consequence-free world. Well, well, it's weird because Michael and I talk about this all the time. Like There are people in power who clearly seem... To not feel any consequences. Let me think about who you. Mean. It's it's yeah. a yeah. It you can get back. Could be anybody. Really. Yeah, Let me know if you think you're somebody because I don't. Yeah, I'm trying to think about politics. American yeah, American know. politics. We uh, no no no. I I don't know what's going. on. Is there anything yeah. American? Nah, politics pretty chill. Yeah, cool, cool. super pretty chill. What about British politics? Everything going okay there? Yeah, yeah. seems super pretty cool. Okay. Canada is crushing it. Fine. Yeah. Yes. So yeah, just exploring those those things those themes and and artistically it's. Super fun for me because I do I have excuses to explore different styles and uh, uh, different mediums stuff like that. What do you do with all the? Um, so these are oversized in your yeah. uh, apartment or yeah. place. Where are they? Just <laughs> just there? in piles. Yeah, yeah. Really? Honestly, yeah, just in piles. What are you going to do with them? Uh, I mean, I'll, well, so we're actually launching a Kickstarter to finish the the book and to self or to to get it published and stuff. So some of them are, are gonna be part of the Kickstarter, oh, some of them are cool. gonna sell, some of them are gonna keep. Right. I mean there's a ton of art. Like the more art you make, the less precious you are well, yeah, about yeah, like it. This. So I'm just like yeah, this I'm one's glad yeah, yeah. I'm glad you're you're kind of doing this because that's why I don't go to weddings anymore because I have a fear of old people talking to yeah, me. So yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm glad that you're it's happened this. a lot to you. Yeah. 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 I'm glad you know about the rhyme of uh, Pete LePage. <laughs> <laughs> Long time listener to the show, page. I know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, one, just to get back to the book for one second, Pete. No, I want to get more into Pete's fear of old people. <laughs> <laughs> what age? Because Alex is getting older. Yeah, yeah. yeah are you afraid of me yet? Yeah. And I hate to tell you, you're getting older, too. Oh, Will you yeah. fear yourself? Yeah, that's going to oh. be the worst. This one yeah. yeah, you should go to Pete's place. There's just holes in all the mirrors because he's yeah, like, right. oh, what the uh, fuck uh, is that? Yeah, yeah. I'm terrified of myself. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, when I was looking through the pages for Mariner in particular, you play around a lot with the narration boxes and the dialogue and everything. Uh, Do you, when you're approaching the art, how much are you thinking about that? How much are you thinking about the layout for those as well? Little, very little. More, uh, like I'm getting better about it. That's that's like a a thing that I need to be better about keeping in mind. Uh, But actually the the lettering and the dialogue is all hand done by Michael, the writer. So we we work together on that and and break down the pages so that I do leave him the right amount of room and so that the the page flows the way that we want it to. But I'm glad, though, that you're um, more focused. I mean, the... Art to me is is more important than the dialogue. So I'm. Pete glad hates right. hates words as much as he hates old people. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so uh, that's yeah. a horrible, I've, tough fear going forward. Hey, words man. are everywhere. Hey, you live your life. I will live mine. You know what I mean? I'm happy 
that that's the way it is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mariner, so you said, it's going to be a Kickstarter. When is that launching? Yeah, so the Kickstarter launch is actually tomorrow, as, ooh, oh, or, or October 30th. So depending on, yeah, is that yeah. crazy? Yeah. Oh, wow. Very nice. Weird. So yeah, we've been building to it for a little while. It launches tomorrow, or it launches uh, October 30th. Right, yeah. whenever you're listening whenever to the podcast. Whenever you're listening to it. Yeah. Probably live. Probably. Uh, other than the art, what are some other bonuses? What are things that can people can look for in the Kickstarter? So yeah, so we've got the, the actual book itself. Uh, we're going to have original art commissions. Uh, we're doing a, a variant cover that's going to be exclusive oh, nice. to the Kickstarter. Um, remarked editions that come with me drawing inside of them. Ooh, uh, cool. Signed, numbered prints, stuff like that. Awesome. Cool. So and cool. if people want to check Ooh. it out, is there is it called Mariner? Yeah, uh, just look marinercomic.com. Okay. And, and that'll take you to the Kickstarter and that. we're on Facebook and all that stuff too. You're going to plug something else though. Was I? Like. Yeah, I don't know. It's oh, no, I did the, I had I just remembered one of the cool rewards is uh we're calling it the message in a bottle. So you get the book and then you get Michael uh, writes a little poem and I do a little drawing and then we put it in a little glass bottle. Uh, and okay. and so throw it into the ocean. Throw throw it in the ocean. Yeah, it's it's your luck. job to throw it into the I ocean. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully you get it. Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> great. great reward. Yeah. I'm into that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's great because we might not actually even do them. Yeah. We'll just Ooh. tell you. Tell <laughs> you that. Oh, that's good. Work. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to wait by the beach just in case. Just hang out. Smart. You do well in American politics with that attitude. I just, I don't get it. I don't know what. Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, we're gonna get it. We're gonna Google. Cool. So that launches yeah, tomorrow. Cool. Fever Dreams though is available. Fever Dreams is out now. Yeah, it's, uh, you can order through my website, which is jonathanmarksart.com. It's uh, if you're in LA, it's at uh, House of Secrets and Secret Headquarters. If you're in New oh, York, cool. it's at uh, Desert Island Comics in, in Williamsburg, and then at any anyone, anyone comics. comics. Yeah, yep. it's in Brooklyn as well. Yeah, very cool. They got it on the shelves. Yeah. Awesome. Very cool. So check all of that out. We're going to move on to our next section, which we like to call the stack. Yeah, we love calling it that. And in the stack, we're going to talk about a couple of books that come out this week. First one, we're going to talk about Amazing Spider-Man number 32. From Marvel Comics, very excited audience member here. Remember over there, yeah, yeah. Spider, uh, Spidey guy. His Spidey sense is tingling. Yeah. Uh, what did you think about this book, guys? My Spidey sense is tingling with this issue because uh, a lot of my favorite things are Oh, here. yeah, this is your pick for sure. Uh, Patrick Gleason um, just left DC, and now he's on this book, which is mm-hmm. uh, a great artist, really like him. Mm-hmm. Uh, this issue focuses on Spider-Man 2099, yeah. a character that I really like, that has been sort of like, what's he doing there? In a lot of Marvel comics, yeah. Later. Well, he falls down, out which of is the my future. favorite part, is when he falls to his death at the end of the issue. I'm very. Excited I don't think he's dead very much. Alive. Yeah, he wakes up at the beginning of the issue, falls down at the end of the issue. We don't know what's going on with him, yeah. but it's kicking off a big 2099 event. And one of my favorite things about this, we're not quite there yet, but I do love future times that are far less future than pretty they, close. Now. <laughs> yeah, pretty close. <laughs> uh, we're not quite there, but I don't. Uh, we won't make it to there. <laughs> oh, but it's it cool. You will. Yeah, you're man. the least likely to make it. <laughs> oh, that's true. That's fair. Yeah, well, you're the oldest. I'm, I'm the. I, even though I sound like um, I'm on death's door right now, yeah. I'm the youngest, most uh, virile member. Listen, of this man, group. I turned 85, <laughs> but I still feel 65. Yeah. yeah. Uh, meanwhile, in the middle, there's a bunch of stuff going on with Spider-Man as he fights his way through the city, and then probably your second favorite thing in the issue shows up: uh, Silver Sable, one Silver of my Sable. favorite oh, Spider-Man characters that pops up randomly and that's about it but I'm into it yeah how'd you feel about this one Pete 
Well, Nick Spencer's writing it, and uh, I don't trust his writing at all because he will lead you down a path and then break your fucking heart. So uh, hopefully he doesn't do that on this book. Now, Pete, haven't most authors done that to you? With the, first off, with their use of the hated words. Um, <laughs> sure. But also, uh, an author is eventually going to antagonize you. Yeah, you know. It's by a- making choices. <laughs> by doing their very job of telling stories, they're uh, aggravating you. Yeah, Because yeah. it eventually gets away from the status quo, which is what you love. I do love Every that. character just like, Stay, chilling out. Just being themselves. You know, don't change too much. You know what I mean? Don't go change. Stay in your pocket. Stay in your pocket. Yeah, yeah. That's... We're going to live forever. High school <laughs> rules. <laughs> I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Old people suck. Yep. It's hey, exactly. well, Never I'm sitting old. right here. Oh, sorry, yeah, sorry. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Old grandpappies. Uh, <laughs> All right. Uh, I, I have a butterscotch for both of you if you're oh, good this show. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. uh, yeah, this book is great. Uh, I'm really enjoying it a lot. Uh, there's a lot of stuff going on here, and 2099 stuff is not my favorite thing. Why, why are you down on it? I, I don't know. Are I you just pick up never got into it. Oh, it was... It, it was super weird. X-Men 2099 was very... The characters were odd. Everything was mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. a little weird. X-Men 2099 kind of bummed me out. Yeah. Yeah. I love Spider-Man 2099. Yeah. Uh, and, and I remember getting Ravage 2099. Yeah. yeah. Which wasn't good, but I remember... Yeah, I remember getting Ravage. That was, that was the one where it was like, what is this? What the fuck he is likes going, garbage. Who is this? Yeah, yeah, he just has garbage around. Yeah. Who doesn't really? Like he just eats garbage or whatever? He's like... No. But he's part, Sounds like Pete. Yeah. <laughs> He's got some animal yeah. something going on. Yeah. He's like, it doesn't matter. Doom 2099 was also sort of... Uh, Do you remember that one? Wasn't that like he takes over the world or he's good? But isn't that actual... One of the two. Like, isn't that Victor from the regular 16 Yeah, he was just still, still alive, there. Yeah. yeah. He was the only one who made it through and then Punisher 2099. Oh, oh everybody remembers that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but I like it, and I'm excited to see more. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, next one we're going to talk about, Detective Comics 1014 from yes. DC Comics. Big changes in this issue. This is uh, Peter Tomasi, the other half of that team, yeah. Yeah. on this, this comic. He's t- got Doug Monkey. Yes. Uh, taking over to the art. Now, there. as part of the Year of the Villain event, this is a big spoiler, but the, it kicks off the issue. Uh, Nora Freeze is back and alive and hanging out with Mr. That's Freeze. Mr. Yeah. Freeze is uh, right. ironically named Mr. Freeze. Right. His girlfriend is named Nora Freeze. Right. And she's been frozen yeah. for yeah. a long time. Yeah. Right. She's now out and about. Yeah. She's and unfrozen. Yeah. yeah. But they're working together, so she's not. Antifreeze. Oh, cool! Wow, that's an old man joke. I'm just saying your butterscotches are on the line. Um, It's crazy that to hear a not a dad joke but a granddad. (laughs) There's a difference. There is a difference. No, I know. Yeah, Yeah. the difference is the booing. (laughs) (laughs) I believe technically that is the line. That's the delineation. Uh, What do you think about this move? How do you feel about the comic book? Well, it's very interesting because what's cool is we have. Batman, who's like being like, "Hey, uh, this is fucked up that he's brought you back to life, and it's he's sacrificed a lot of actual people to do this." And you know, she's like, "Fuck it, I'm here." And I was really surprised because I thought like, if I was dead and then brought back, and then I found out like all the fucked up things uh, my significant other was doing to like pursue me being alive again, I don't know how. 
I was just surprised that she was kind of cool be mad? with it. Yeah, I would be super mad. And like she, if you died and we kept you frozen. Yeah, yeah. Because we're your significant others, by the way. <laughs> right. Because you know, think of that term. And when you say frozen, you mean stuffed in the freezer, right? <laughs> yeah. Just balled up and stuffed in the freezer. Oh, oh man. man. Next to some peas. pizza rolls. Yeah. yeah. I got some. Tortitos. Hey, yeah. you want tortitos or a piece of peat? Uh, I can't fit this batch of t- pizza rolls in the freezer. Should we take peat out? Or? And just snap off his hand. Yeah. It's oh, fine. that's gross. But, yeah, uh, I was. it's interesting. And it's one of those things that it's. Never been done in comics, so it's very kind of exciting to see her uh, alive and kind of interacting with people. This reminded me so much of Batman, the animated series, where yes. a lot of this stuff came from, I feel like. And there's been so many stories where he's like, I have to save my girlfriend. She's yeah. frozen. And it's, I think, to make a move where she gets out and yeah. is like a bad guy now. Yeah. Uh, it's cool. Yeah. Uh, how do you feel about yeah. this? Are you a fan of Mr. Freeze, fan of Batman? From the animated series is yeah. what I know Mr. Freeze and Nora from. Oh, yeah. uh, uh, I don't know. I, I read Batman comics growing up, but not a ton, but it was the animated series. Uh, I, I had seen something that she was coming back. I just flipped it open. It's, I mean, it's beautifully drawn, but yeah. uh, there's a weird, I don't think this is spoilery. Nora says something about, you know, everything I've been through, it's been so crazy. And Mr. Freeze makes it about him. He's like, wait, but I've been through. Yeah. She was dead. Yeah. yeah, like it's easy up. goes, man. Like easy. Right. Easy. I, this is, this I will is... say every time I wake up in the morning, I'm like, Whew, I went through a lot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Past eight hours. Or I don't so. know. I don't know, man. It, I mean, I don't know. It, you it, don't know about cool. Mr. Freeze. I don't know about Mr. Freeze. He seems like he might be a bad guy. Yeah, yeah. is what I'm saying. A bold, bold statement. Hot I take. don't know. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Comics are fun. Uh, this mean, issue is very good. The art is by Doug Matke, uh, which is reliably good. I, well. I guess the the main Mr. Freeze, though, is Arnold Schwarzenegger. You're right. right. I think we we, no one would argue that's with that. That's who we all yeah. identify yeah. with. Yeah, I mean, it is, catchphrase is, ice to see you. Which yeah. I, no one has ever thought was stupid or... Why uh, did you guys boo that one? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> don't... Don't let him call for a boo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Why Johnny don't Carson. you boo my grandson? Because you know what? A, calling for a boo is sort of a mistake. <laughs> yeah, it is. I, I do, I and do have a question. you know what happens when mistakes... <laughs> Wait. I, yes. Sorry, I have a question. With all the Batman stuff, does this, is this in continuity with the Bane, city, city of Bane and all that? I have no. not been reading a lot of books. I mean, it's not, it's, it's not. separate. There's all, there's all kinds of craziness going yeah. on. It's okay. technically in the same world, but it happens right. either before or after that. Okay, great. <laughs> right. Uh, comics comics yeah. are fun. As yeah, comics said. are fun. There you go. Yes. Uh, last right, one. Here we go. About. Here's your birthday gift right here. All right, buddy. Uh, this is the last one. Old uh, granddad wants to talk about <laughs> pornography. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Money shot number one from Vault Comics. Uh, this is, I thought, your present because it's by Tim Seal. Pete, yeah, yeah, who you love. I love Tim Seeley. Yeah. Very you were creative, upset about funny this because writer. this has sex in it? Pete is uncomfortable with sex. Oh, yep. okay. There we go. And I'm excited because I'm clearly going through puberty right now. So. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to figure out what it's all about. Yeah, it's great. Well, when a man and a little woman love each other very much. I don't want to hear this from my granddad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this first page is... Nuts. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's very sexually it's, suggestive. It is very suggestive. So this is uh, co-written by Tim Seeley and Sarah Beatty, who's a comic. She has a pretty popular Twitter feed. Uh, and yeah. they're... 
it is like very in your face sexual. It's about a group of scientists who are trying to raise money for their experiment by doing intergalactic porn. Well, I think and that's it, the it, idea. It's, sure. it's set in a future where there's no funding for science. It's actually great. Like despite the it being so overtly sexual, the story is really interesting. Uh, yeah. I really like this issue. I thought it was great and yeah. also very funny. Like very clearly, funny and smart. Yeah. yeah, I mean, Sarah Beatty is very funny on her own. Tim Seeley is a very funny comic writer. Together, they figure out how to structure the jokes in there so yeah. that they work into the plot and don't subtract from it. Uh, I was very impressed by this book. But uh, to give you the sort of the pitch, the only way they can fund their ex- their uh, experiments is to make pornography where they fuck aliens uh, right. in space and. Smart as idea, you as you do. Yeah, uh, yes. We've all been there. And it almost immediately goes wrong. Of course, uh, things get worse, but in a Are they getting raided? They get, ra- they get raided on the on how, how the audience likes the... Yeah, yeah I think porn? they're, they're like, broadcasting it to the okay. internet to try to raise money. So they get a... Spoiler. Uh, they get a 6.5 the first time through. Spo- spoiler, the internet has pornography on it. <laughs> and um, there's a lot of people who comment for some reason on it. Right. And uh, some of them... Are in this book. Yeah, honestly, I only uh, check out pornography for the comments. Yeah, you're, you're okay. <laughs> That's a very great that answer. A, B, very over the play for Alex. There you go. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, this book is great. Uh, I definitely recommend picking it up. Also, the art is very good yeah. as well. Uh, it's Rebecca Isaacs does the art, who's fantastic. Uh, so if you're not squeamish about sex like Pete. Pete, so wait, you didn't like this or what? Well, no, uh, I thought it was very creative, a very interesting take. Unfortunately, uh, you know, the comment that, like, scientists need to raise money so they can do sciencey things, at, you know, as they kind of talk about in there. It's just a little bit of a weird twist that it's like, all right, I'm going to fuck this fish man now. This is how they built CERN. Yeah. <laughs> little known fact. <laughs> yes. Most scientists are operating a... A porn site. Oh, yes. wow. It's true. That's a sad Bill, state think, of affairs. You think Bill Nye, the science guy, isn't fucking? <laughs> I'm sure he's fucking, but I yeah. don't think he needs to fuck for science, right? He does. How do you think he does the Netflix series? There's uh, Bill Nye, the science guy, and Bill Nye, the fucking guy. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> uh, uh, definitely check out both of those. <laughs> they, they actually cross over a lot. They do. There's a lot of continuity between them. <laughs> But, again, I only read the comments. Uh, That's it for the stack. Yeah. We are going to move on with our next section, which is my favorite section, because you all make it up. It's your audience questions. Yeah. And for that, I'm going to come out to all of you. You need to ask a question either for our amazing guest or for all of us. And Pete over there is going to give you some free comics. So on this hand, shoot up first. What is your name? What is your question? My name is Kevin, and going back to uh, Mariner and how it, you know, ties into, you know, the rhyme of the ancient Mariner and, you know, the long history of, you know, classical illusions uh, in uh, media. Illusions. Um, you like David Copperfield. Yes. I, I think it's spelled with an A, this one. Uh, yes, but actually David Copperfield still works. And that's what that's I'm true, talking actually. about. Oh, fucking literary burn. I just yeah. double Copperfield with you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, what I was going to say is what are some of your favorite examples of that within the comic medium? Ooh. Favorite? This is good. Thank you. I, feel Thank like you. We, I, well, I think we all have an answer right off the top of our yeah, heads. Yeah, yeah. 
We've been getting a lot of uh, very literary questions in the last couple of weeks, and we've blown them big time. <laughs> so uh, let's see what we can do Someone with this. Someone explain to me what the question is. My favorite thing was when uh, Jamie Foxx does Itsy Bitsy Spider and Amazing Spider-Man 2. Good <laughs> hey, literary illusion. Very oh. good stuff. Yes. Um, I have one answer. Uh, the uh, in Starman, one of my favorite series, oh, they here we they go. right on. They bring in um, the picture of Dorian Gray uh, that, uh, and that becomes a major part of a, a story arc that the shade uh, factors into, and it uh, affected the whole series. I mean, on a similar note, uh, I feel like I'm giving your second answer. Are you going to say Sandman? Uh, uh, um, Just say Sandman. Wait, what were you going to say? You were pointing at me like you. Knew yeah, I, I thought was... you were going to talk about Sabrina uh, TV show where they had the Dorian Gray picture in there. Nope. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say uh, in Sandman, the Midsummer Night's Dream issue is also oh, excellent. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Uh, did you have one, Jonathan? Uh, the Sandman is what jumped into my head. I uh, there's a French comic. Uh, this is this say is no bad. more. I can't. There's a French comic that's a retelling of the fold. Peter Pan uh, mythology, and it's. If I remember right, it's all sort of a, the fever dreams. Plug comic book is called Fever Dreams. <laughs> it's all sort of the, the, the fever dream of, of a homeless French child who's having this fantasy as he dies of, of Wendy in Neverland and, and this is oh, oh shit. shit. And, and again, I can't remember. Like, if you use the Google, it, something will come use up. Use the Google. That but sounds I, awesome. But that's, that's also like a, a really interesting take that takes advantage, too, of the comic book medium because of the you know, the freedom that we have with illustrations and all these crazy uh, images that, that they pull out. Yeah. I cool. mean, F- Fables did a great job of Fables. Like, there you know, you go. that kind of stuff. Yeah. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. And League of Extraordinary Gentlemen is an obvious one, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's the famous one where the Punisher was like, quote the Raven. <laughs> Never more. And pick. they just capped it, dude. It was great. He said, quote the Raven, picnic no more. <laughs> that was cool, and then you fucking made it mean. <laughs> a, a Punisher Edgar Allan Poe would work, though. Yeah. yeah. I think that'd be, yeah, that'd be yeah, cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's actually, I want to see a whole pun. Uh, it's just an Edgar Allan Poe. Uh, but with, with the Punisher. Well, with yeah. just, that, the images are all Punisher. Yeah. Oh, the words oh, are all oh, Poe. I would like to see Edgar Allan Poe versus the Punisher. Like the Punisher decides to hunt down. Edgar oh, wait, yeah. Uh, uh, Frankencastle. Frank, Frankenstein no, is yes. Uh, yes. Don't. I can't believe it. Why? He, he Perfect. Said he, that's he fucked said up, it. man. He said it. Not us. He fuck, said it. That's sacrilegious, bro. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's he, fucking bullshit. That's from him, not us. He said it. So I know. I'm sorry. aware. That means it's cool. That means it's fine. It was heartbreaking. It was a fucking heartbreaking thing that happened. No, it was great. What if Frankencastle and Edgar Allan Poe are both trying to date Virginia? Edgar Allan Poe's cousin, who he was oh, in love okay. with, right? And they compete over her. Stop trying to. <laughs> <make> it. <laughs> yeah, that would be fun. That'd be I fun. I hate how you're looking at me right what now. What do you mean? Like with like this is a great idea. Yeah, like hey, <laughs> we can isn't that so game. cool? How I'm playing with your emotions in a way that torments you? Because you're a big Edgar Allan well, Poe. So to answer your question, Frank Castle, uh, let's get the next question. Oh, you sir over here, come on down. What is your name? What is your question? I'm the Raven. Ooh, Ooh haunting, nice one. haunting. Hello, everybody. Hello. Um, since 2099 is about 80 years down the path, mm-hmm. yeah, and I'm and a lot of us here in this room will not see the light of day. Wow. As far as that, I would dark, like to... dark take. Wait, yeah. who specifically do you think will make it? The, there's a one-year-old in the crowd. Oh, yeah, she's oh, like, I'm gonna outlive all you motherfuckers. I'm gonna be 81. <laughs> I love that shit. <laughs> so, 
what do you see? What do you see the future would be in eighty years down the road? Ooh, nice! Okay, in our real world, yeah. Wow. Oh, uh, oh, probably oh. a lot of worms eating my face. Bad to your point. <laughs> so. Uh, a prediction of the future. I think <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> you came to the right place. Yeah, <laughs> I think that everybody's going to be uh, just kind of like blobby uh, people that uh, mm, just live through like Wally. Their, <laughs> like yeah, Wally? it's, it's going to be straight up Wally, but we, in eighty years. <laughs> Yeah, it's going to be like Wally, but we're living through our avatars that are these like robotic. Yeah. By the way, just for a little bit of context, uh, I don't know if you know the movie AI, artificial intelligence. Pete worked as a futurist on that movie. Yeah. 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 So he knows what's going he on. He's got some strong predictions. Uh-huh, uh-huh. World changing uh, aggressively, and I mean, it can happen fast. Yeah, it does. Um, I think the iPhone twenty two is going to be pretty sick. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh, that's that's about yeah. uh, just better uh, better iPhones, better, yeah, iPhones. better iPhones, slightly better, but basically just, the just same. And, and they you, you actually put the phone in your eye. Yeah. I oh. do think that that's what it's going to be. Yeah, in the, like we're going to be definitely something hooked up. With, uh, that, yeah, 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 yeah. Like future. Uh, I didn't see it, so I hesitate to talk about it. But years and years on oh, yeah, HBO, yeah. there was some sort of like horrifying, uh, yeah, phone in your hand yeah. type thing. Mm-hmm. I could see that happening potentially. Would you do a hand phone? Would I do a hand phone? Yeah. The thing that's weird about it to me is I never take phone calls. So why would I? You know, I do like never. A, I mean, nobody ever calls me. I'm gonna, Come on, I'm going to call you every day. When's the last time we talked on the phone? We text each Very other Very rarely time, do we talk on the phone. I'm not like, hey, do you guys want to talk about this podcast we're doing? You'd be, you'd be like, what the fuck are you doing, you creep? Yeah. I'm just saying there's other people that maybe... Because I know the only time I use my phone is when I'm talking to my parents. Right. Yeah. I don't need a hand phone to talk to my parents. Well, what if you could text on your hand? Yeah. Oh, then I'm into it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you, you ready to get... But I also I don't understand how it works because it's in your hand, so you have to like press your hand. Just use your other hand? Yes. I didn't see the TV show. Okay. This is the very smallest part of that TV show. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many other things that happen. I have so many questions about it. I have to imagine at least two hours were spent on how the headphone works. Yeah. yeah. You're going to really enjoy the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it, it, politically, uh, the world is in a crazy spot now, and it's sort of a, a fork in the road of whether it's going to go more into this sort of authoritarian thing or more into uh, democracy and we don't know which way it's going to go I think in this very moment Ooh. and how about welcome to our comic book talk show <laughs> yeah. and how about that said in a fucked right. up gravel voice uh, <laughs> that merely makes you think yeah do you have any predictions no I, I, I mean gen- genuinely like I think smarter smarter technology I don't know I was talking to someone about this the other day where like nothing dates more poorly than predictions of the future. So fucking who knows, man? I, I think that, yeah, uh, yeah I, I genuinely think we'll have some some sort of eye something or smart something that's physically a part of us. The, the weird thing gross. about 80 years also is that technology, I'm forgetting the exact term of it, but technology has started to reach a peak in yeah. terms of development that unless we have something that gives us a significant leap forward, Things aren't going to change that much over the course of the next couple yeah. of years. Holograms, yeah, yeah, except for holograms of Will like I Am, wherever you want. Technology, to. though, that's when it's really going to take. Yeah, off. I'd say aliens visiting us would be a significant leap. Yeah, yeah, in technology. But other than that, we'll be fine. So, Ravage twenty ninety nine. Nice, <laughs> it's all you. coming. Full circle. I like that. Uh, you, sir, come on up. What is your name? What is your question? Hi, my name is Kier, and this question is for Jonathan. 
So you were mentioning uh, your art style for your latest book, and you were just mentioning like a whole bunch of different art techniques. Um, which would you say would be your favorite, or what's one that you would like to attempt or explore more in the comic medium? And if you have an inspiration artist in mind that's led you to that. Yeah. Cool. Uh, I'll start with the last question. Because that's easy. Uh, artistic inspirations for me, like I was saying, with within comic books and illustration, just art in general, are figurative painters, guys like Kent Williams and George Pratt, Dave McKean, uh, Bill Sankiewicz, you know, old Renaissance fine artists, uh, you know, Klimt and Chile, guys like that. Uh, as far as the comic book stuff, I, what I'm doing with Mariner and what I did with Fever Dreams is is sort of the direction that I want to keep going with larger scale uh, watercolor and oil. I, I want to focus more on um, more emotional pieces instead of, of more strictly illustrative. I think that, especially with Mariner, the thing that Michael and I keep talking about is, particularly with comic books, you know, sometimes you read the, read the narration box and then the illustration is just a repetition of what you yeah, just read, right. which is fine. But I want to move further away from that. I think that actually uh, uh, Mike Mignola does that really well with Hellboy. Where oh, you'll read awesome. a thing and then the panel itself will be like a frog. Which, yeah, which yeah. narratively would make sense to the story, but it, it adds to that uh, yeah. rather than just repeating. So I think, I don't know That's if that answers your question or not. great answer. But yeah. Cool. Great question. Uh, Pete, I think we can take one more, right? Yes, that is one correct. more question. Ooh, right up here. What's right. your name? What's your question? Hey there. My name is Mike. And... Uh, Mike. First off, I actually want to point out that I am an actual scientist, by the way. Oh, yes. all right, Mike. Yeah. Welcome. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Where, what's your Thank red you. tube? Uh, what do you where, do? Where you in yeah. Porn? Well, I can assure you from that story, our work isn't that quite um, extreme. Okay. We wanted to be, but not quite. Right. And I am quite uh, familiar with Tim Seeley's work. My, one of my friends actually does work with him at times, oh, awesome. actually. Yeah. Oh, cool. Um, my question goes back... Um, to, you know, the Spider-Man before. I have read that issue. Quite a great one, actually. I know you guys were a little bit, like, divided by, you know, between, like, you know, Peter and Miguel. And I say, but one thing I, I'm curious you guys, you know, about, because, you know, when those two have crossed over, you know, their stories are quite great in a lot of ways. Because yeah. not only from different timelines, but, you know, they're so different in their own ways. You know, Peter tries to see the bright side of everything, despite yeah. all the dark side he's been through. But Miguel, you know... He's had so much difficulties. I mean, the yeah. guy's freaking claws on his costume. Yeah, so. it's more a body uh, transformation for him. Yeah. And... So how do you guys feel, like, you know, when these two come together, like, with their, not just their times, but their whole, like, different universes, like, coming together and everything, and their different perspectives of the world and everything? Uh, good question. Um, I feel like they're very different as characters, like you're saying, and I don't think, I think one of the mistakes with Spidey 2099, they've brought him back, and they're like, you hang out with Spider-Man because you're also a Spider-Man. But I think they're very different, and I think that's where the mistake with these two characters. I think they're they're too different. They're not meant to be the same. Like Miguel uh, O'Hara from 2099, it's a dystopian future, and life sucks. And so he's not this, like, quippy, bright-sider who's, like, mm -hmm. making small mistakes but always doing the right thing. He has to deal with, like, all this... Uh, there's like drug addiction in that book in the original series. There's all this corporate horrible uh, yeah. shit happening. Like it's just totally so different. So I think uh, I like that we're seeing Spidey 2099 in this book, but I want to get back to that story 
in the future. Yeah, I do like uh, what you're talking about is when they do clash, it's usually a big event and a, a, and a kind of like a cool thing in comics because they are so opposite of each other, even though they're both Spider-Man. Um, but it is, it's, it, it's kind of, for me, it's, it's harder because it is this darker dude who's been through so much more. I feel like you would like that. Right. Uh, but the thing is, I like my Spider-Man uh, positive and sweet and trying to find the positive and giving, giving me hope in a fucked up world. So, like, seeing the kind of opposite of that, uh, for me, is just a little bit sadder. So it's harder for me to kind of, like, get into it mm. as much. But uh, it's very cool that you kind of bring that up. Yeah. Cool. Did you... I, I, I agree with both of you guys. I think that I'm not reading the current Spider-Man crossover stuff, but the reason that 2099 I liked so much was that he was Spider-Man kind of in name only. It was a, it was a different yeah. character. The melancholy kind of angle I liked, Pete. I thought I agree with you. Um, so I don't know about them teaming up. I haven't read it, but Miguel on his own was an interesting character. I think maybe he should stay solo. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, great question. And that's it for your audience question. Oh, we're going we're gonna to give out a copy of Fever Dreams. What was your favorite oh, yeah. question today? Let's do the first question that asked about the literary illusion. Yeah. yeah. There we go. All right, folks. It's time for our next section, which is trivia. And for that, we're going to turn it over to Pete LePage. All right. LePage, the... Don't do it. Just one time. Just one time, give it to me. Just don't my, do it one my time. My friend. My what? good friend, Peter Wow, Page. now I'm the asshole. The star of oh. my life. The star <laughs> of my life. Uh, uh, great, this is the part we give back to you. It's the lo- uh, you, the lovely audience. It's an opportunity to win 25 free dollars in the form of a get- gift card to Midtown Comics. Who would like 25 free dollars? Simple raising of the hand. Yeah. Uh, see, you guys have won before. New guy has that one here. That's nice. So All right, casually, hand up, guy. Come on here down. That's great. Uh, Pete, and one one thing we established earlier: if he gets all three of these right, you have to take your belt off. Yeah, nope, did not establish that. We did. We established no that. Nobody like wants that, but I appreciate where you're at. No, that's the rule that we talked about. There's no. Yeah, yeah. yeah you, Come on. Yeah, he took his. Some, off. some guy yelled from the audience. I took mine off. Yeah. Uh, not lose the belt. Yeah. No thanks. Uh, cool. So how this is going to work is I'm going to read you a question, listen to all three possible answers, get all three questions right, $25 yours. Delta. Okay. Sounds good. Trivia, uh, today's trivia is on topical comic news, okay? Uh, question number one, I am late to find this out, but there is a new Ninja Turtle, a fifth Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. Whoa. What is her name? Is it A, Jenica, B, Rosa P., or is it C, Kelly Preston? So it's either A, if you would like $25, or you could pick something else. Wow. I'd say A. A is correct. Jenica, the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. What, is, is, what classical painter is she? Well, well, that's the thing. It's like a whole backstory. I thought, like, why isn't it a classical painter? But then it was like a real woman who was then, to save her life, they made her a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. Mm, curious how that works. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's comics, bro. It's I'm sorry. Comics. You're dying. The only solution that me and the doctors have come up with is you need to be a turtle. Yep. How old are you? 19? Yeah, you're going to be a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. <laughs> that would be a dream come true for me. 
You're, you're going to be a much older mutant yeah, ninja turtle. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. It would be sad. Uh, okay. Question number two. We're one set question closer <laughs> to the belt coming up. <laughs> I, this just is getting weird, man. Mind. This is getting weird. weird. It's not, not going to happen. It's a rule we established earlier. <laughs> it's not. Just saying something out loud doesn't mean we established That's rule. literally how we run this show. <laughs> that, was, that was a rule. Nope. Okay, here we Come go. On, granddad said it. Yeah. We established it earlier. Yeah, cool. See? All right. Question number two. Who is doing the interiors for Dawn of X Wolverine number one out February 2020? Is it A, <laughs> a Greg Pak, B Adam Hubert, or C Bernie Mac? R.I.P. Wow. Yep. Right. So it's either A, Greg Pak, which doesn't make sense, or Adam Kubert. Bernie Mac definitely doesn't make sense doing the yeah, art. That's true. Adam Kubert. Yeah, that nice. is correct. All Great right. choice. Right. Last Woo! one. Paramount is developing Planet of the Nerds, a film based off, is it A, an Ahoy, uh, <clears throat> an Ahoy comics title, <laughs> and Ahoy comics title, yeah, B, an Image comics title, or C, Seth Green. So it's either A or it's B. A, I think. A is correct. Nice. Ahoy Comics. Thank you. Twenty-five free dollars, oh sir. Congratulations. Congratulations. All right. Now, as we all know, Pete has to take off the belt. Take off the belt. Take off the belt. Take off the belt. Come on. Take off my belt. Wow. My pants will fall down, and no one will like that. <laughs> It's crazy that that's true. (laughs) Like some sort of cartoon. Uh, Now, as you may not know, there's a secret quiz hiding in Pete's quiz. He has uh, his C answers all come together to tease a movie. Uh, I believe we're on to Robin Williams movies. So this movie has two comedians who unfortunately died before their time. Perfect for our comic book club. Talk show. I'm again, glad you recognize it. it yeah, it's great. This is real fun, Pete. Yep. Uh, read the names again. Kelly Preston. Yep. Bernie Mac. Great. Seth Green. Okay. Anybody know what the movie is? Kevin gets first crack over here. Was that Wild Hogs? Oh, close. Old Dogs. Old Dogs. Oh, wow. Old How Dogs. How fitting on Alex's birthday. Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. <laughs> that we since... we covered Old Dogs. Old Dogs. <laughs> Unfortunately, since Kevin got it wrong, you have to take off the Your belt. belt. <laughs> take <laughs> off the belt. That's a rule. Take off That's the a rule belt. we established if Kevin yeah. got it wrong, you have yeah, to take yeah, off yeah, the belt. Establish cool. that. That's a rule that happens all the time now. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> if he gets it wrong, you have to take off the belt. Awesome. Yeah. And Kevin has to take off his tie. Is that just your... <laughs> Is that just your legs? Is that why you don't want to take off the belt? Yep. You just got like Ooh, baggy legs. Oh, it's like that old story with the girl with the yellow oh, baby yeah. who yeah. takes it off. He takes her off head. his belt and his baggy legs fall off. His baggy yeah. legs fall off. <laughs> his baggy legs. Yeah, I heard him. <laughs> I know. Thanks for repeating it. It's like that. Uh, it's scary stories to tell in the dark. That story, bag o' legs. Ooh, bag o' legs. <laughs> Ooh. Scary. You Happy Halloween. Machine thing happening. Ah, I'm just. I'm amplifying. Do, do, wait, wait, sorry, does this mean on? that Pete's just sitting up here without pants on at all? Is it no just pants. his legs? Yeah. yeah, that's crazy. Just a belt. Just a belt I'm and a all smile. Pants. He's like, <laughs> I'm nothing but pants. This guy Even my pants. shirt are pants. <laughs> that's right. Uh, we, he's like Mystique in the X Men movies. Yep. Yeah. Yep. yep. 
We never wear gloves. Never, yeah. Just all pants when all we, the way down. When we first met Pete, he didn't even right. know about belts or pants. <laughs> and we introduced him to belts, and he was like, I can he finally wear pants. Yeah. <laughs> and then I became no. all about pants after yeah, that. Yeah, now he's all pants. Yeah. This shirt looks like a shirt. It's also pants. Whoa. Right. Yeah. No, I can see That's that why now. he's kind of holding it. Like, yeah, yeah he's, totally. he's got a belt in here. He's yeah, got a belt that's, uh, Those buttons you see up there, that's not a polo shirt. It's actually a fly. Yeah. yeah. This is the fly the bu- right the here. Fly. <laughs> button fly. Button, button, button fly. fly. He's got a Levi's button fly. He's got a belt around his wrist. That's what you call a watch. Yeah. I like your eye belt, by the way. Thanks. Thanks. Can we move the fuck on, please? <laughs> what about, oh, your belt, your shoe belts, your shoe belts are untied, Pete. You need to tie your shoe belts. Yeah. As we all know, tomorrow is new comic book day. We recommend you go to Midtown Comics. Honestly, it's amazing we can find new things that get under Pete's skin so badly. <laughs> it's crazy that there are new frontiers of things about Pete that we don't know yeah. that drive him crazy. Yeah. And one of them is uh. saying, take off your belt. <laughs> It's what keeps the marriage fresh. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And this, we're your significant others, and we want that belt yeah. off. Uh, Take that's it the off. worst that part off. about this. As we all know, tomorrow is new comic book day. We recommend you go to Midtown oh, Comics yes. because they've been nice enough to sponsor the show. Pete, what are you looking forward to? Death's Head number four and Ooh, yeah. Deceased number six of six. Any particular reason, Pete? The Deceased uh, series has been really fucked up, but also really creative. Uh, the art's uh, pretty fantastic. I'm excited to see how it ends. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking forward to uh, Belt Smashers, number seven, uh, Take It Off, number four, and uh, Pants for Days. Uh, Pants for Days. Pants for Days. I love it. Pants for Days, number 1,000. Yeah. So many great issues. Oh, my God. I'm actually looking forward to Runaways, number 26. Great comic. Uh, The Runaways comic from uh, back in the day a little bit. Um, This new run has been so good. Really brought it back to the core characters. Been really enjoying it. I'm really looking forward to The Last God, number one, from DC Black Label. This is a book by Philip Kennedy Johnson, who we had on the show a couple of months back. A couple, yeah, maybe even Uh, six. And this is a new fantasy title that he's telling. It's unclear whether it takes place in the DC universe or not, but it looks fantastic. Uh, We're going to have a review of it in our Stack podcast that rolls out in its own podcast feed, as well as the Comic Book Club feed every Wednesday at 9 a.m., as well as a bunch of other reviews. That's weird that you would pick a book that then we're talking about later. Yeah, I mean, it's a huge coincidence. Promote. Yeah, Yeah, it's crazy. It makes me also want to plug... Head full, uh, basket full of heads. Yes, uh, Joe Hill's new book that oh, comes out tomorrow. Also, that. that was very good. Yes, so we're gonna have a review of that as well in the Stack Podcast. Jonathan, plug your stuff. What should people be checking out? Yeah, so so starting October thirtieth, the Mariner Kickstarter will be live. So you pre-orders and pledges, uh, MarinerComic.com. and that's tomorrow. If you're listening, like if right you're now. right now, uh, right so right it's, it's a Wednesday. So that's my comic book uh, new new comic book day pick as well. All right, nice. oh, great choice. <laughs> Shameless. Very cool. A couple of other things to plug before we go. We have a couple of other podcasts we do, including a Watchmen podcast called Watchmen Watch that comes out twice a week, once after the episodes, and then we have a bonus episodes in the Watchmen Watch feeds on Thursdays where we talk about promos and previews and theories and answer your questions and things like that. We also have Riverdale After Dark. Our Riverdale podcast rolls every week after the episodes talking about that show. Yeah. Plenty more podcasts to come, so check all of them out at Comic 
bookclublive.com. Pete, what else do you want to plug? Friend us on Facebook so you get to know about the amazing guests we have on our live show. Follow us on Twitter at Comic Book Live. You can support the show at patreon.com slash comic book club. Subscribe and comment on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Android, or the app of your choice. A couple of people we want to thank before we go. We want to thank Jonathan for being yeah. on the show. Thank you, guys. Boothman Prime. Boothman Prime. Yeah. But most of all, we want to thank you all. We are here every single Tuesday night, totally free. Please tell your friends. Good night. Thanks for coming out, Good guys. Night. Really appreciate it. Go.